Good afternoon, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane, and today we will be covering some news that is not Gabby Petito, just in case um, the whole thing is a distraction. Now, when I say that, I do believe that Gabby Petito was murdered. I do believe that she's gone. I'm not saying that any of this is faked, but I do believe that the media can sometimes make one tragedy the only thing that anyone is talking about in order to distract us from what's really going on. And so that is what I'm going to be doing today. I am going to be covering things that is not about the murder. I will be covering those in my uh, Rogue News updates just because it's just been such a huge manhunt for Brian Laundry, and I hope to God that we'll be able to find him alive so we'll find out what really happened to her because this is a big mystery and it is something that I want to be able to follow. Anyway, jump into the trenches with me and let's get started. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to contact me on the links in the description below. Thank you very much. If you are into conspiracy theories, my Down the Rabbit Hole series is only $2.99. We talk about Plum Island and especially MK Ultra. So if you're interested in any of those, go ahead and subscribe. All right, let's just do the one that really just upset me just by looking at it. So let's just read Pfizer vaccine or Pfizer to submit vaccine data for children pretty soon. Nice. Not nice. Leave. Go away. Get a better job, Pfizer. Anyway, Pfizer is moving forward with efforts in making children eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The CEO of Pharmaceutical or the Pharmaceutical and Biotechnology Corporation um Albert Borla said they are prepared to begin producing the vaccine for children immediately after data is submitted and approved by the FDA. So the last time we heard that the virus does not affect children. And to be perfectly honest with this whole data about the virus, it has just been sideways, upside down, inside out. It's just not been consistent. So, um, yeah, no. Uh, I don't believe that children should be getting the vaccine. They're too young. And not only that, if you guys haven't, um, watched one of my Rogue News updates, I talk about the vaccine, and there's metal shards inside the liquid of the vaccine. Um, Austrian scientists have looked at it under a microscope and it looks like little shards of metal that could probably make a frequency within your body and I just I don't I don't approve. During an interview on Sunday, company bore I I can't read. I'm sorry. During an interview on Sunday, company Borla said uh, he believes that they are going to submit data for children ages 5 through 11 soon. He added, as a question of days, not weeks. Borla then noted the FDA will review the data once submitted and come to the conclusion whether to approve the shot. If they approve it, it will be ready with our manufacturing to provide this new formulation of the vaccine because the vaccine that the kids will receive, which is 5 to 11, is a different formulation. Really? No. No. 
It's one-third of the dose given to the rest of the population. Although he was asked when or if Americans can expect to return to their pre-plandemic lives, he claimed coronavirus pandemic will not end without a catch. Um, this comes as the CEO Moderna predicted uh, last week that by the second half of 2022 mandates won't be needed and the unvaccinated will have natural immunity. So the unvaccinated will have natural immunity. So why make the vaccination if the unvaccinated will get... See, do you, you understand where I'm coming from? It's just dumb babble to me. So the guy... The CEO of the Moderna vaccine predicted last week that the second half of 2022 mandates won't be needed and the unvaccinated will have natural immunity. So why not just let people immunize themselves? Stop getting the vaccine. Don't get a vaccine. Don't get an injection. Immunize yourself. If the unvaccinated or the purebloods will be able to um, be immune to the virus, then what's the point of having the vaccine? And don't tell me, oh, it's to, you know, prevent people from dying. No. The vaccine has killed people. The Pfizer chairman warned, however, yearly coronavirus revaccination is the most likely scenario moving forward. The most likely scenario for me, it is because the virus has spread all over the world that we will continue seeing new variants that are coming out. Yeah, from Wuhan and all of these other places that you got hidden all over the world that are still, you know, researching bio-weapons, biochemical warfare. Anyway... And also, we will have vaccines that will last at least a year. I think the most likely scenario is annual revaccinations, uh, but we need to wait and see the data. The, your data is flawed, my friend. That's exactly what it is. So I had to figure out what the Grand High Witch, uh, Nancy Pelosi, had uh, up her sleeve. So we're going to, you know, read that. So Speaker Pelosi says, It's self-evident reconciliation bill will be less than $3.5 trillion. I don't even know what she's talking about. We're going to learn together. So House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Democrat of California, um, sifted or shifted, I'm sorry, her messaging around the reconciliation package going on uh, the weekend talk show circuit on Sunday the California Democrat said the final proposal would be less than the 3.5 trillion currency proposed Pelosi said a reduction in the price tag for the package was self-evident yeah I mean that seems self-evident that seems self-evident she said uh so it's not just we have some shall we say birdbath privileges kinds of things it's legislation oh my gosh it's legislation so the fact is that this is the excitement of it all Biden's reckless $3.5 trillion tax and spending spree bill. Alright. House Democrats are pushing the largest spending bill in our nation's history. Yeah, no, I believe it. I believe it. Pelosi has said the bipartisan infrastructure deal priced $1.2 trillion should receive a vote as early as Monday before uh, this point. She tied passage of infrastructure to passage of reconciliation 
is it reconciliation? Reconciliation. Yeah, oh my god, okay. At the same time. Okay. Members of the progressive wing of the Democrats have demanded the two bills be tied together. Washington Rep. Prama Pramila Jayapal, Democrat, said she um, believed infrastructure would not be voted on without reconciliation because Pelosi knew she didn't have the votes to pass infrastructure by herself or by itself. Similar to Pelosi, Jaya Paul uh, said that $3.5 trillion was not a number set in stone. However, she said she believed no alternatives existed to the current price tag. Ultimately, I think it depends on what we put in there. We put our proposal out, it costs $3.5 trillion when you add everything up, but if somebody wants to take something out, we need to hear what it is, she explained. I don't know how, or I don't know what the alternative proposal is, uh, so difficult for me to say. Let's see here, what else does it say? Members of the progressive wing of the Democrats have demanded the two bills be tied together. Okay, hang on. Similar to... Okay. I lost my place. I'm so sorry, guys. The mixed messages have not been limited to the House side um, of the debate over reconciliation. Uh, in the Senate, where there was no room for defections among the caucus, the confused messages have been strong as well. Uh, West Virginia Senator Joe Man Manchin said he believed more time was needed before committing over three trillion in new spending. He added current spending as well to fund necessary programs through the end of the year so there was no need to even discuss new spending measures. While Democrats have sent opposing messages about the costs and timeline of passing the spending spree, um, Republicans have been unified in their opposition to the partisan reconciliation package. Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey appeared on Jake Tapper's show on Sunday where he was asked by Republicans uh, why Republicans won't vote to raise the debt ceiling. Toomey said the Democrats needed to take the debt they were creating on their own and noted the massive spending bill would increase the debt solely for Democrat spending priorities. Democrats can pass the debt ceiling all by themselves and that's what should happen. And here's why, Jake. They are in the midst of an absolutely unprecedented, very damaging spending spree on a scale that has never been seen, he asserted. They want us to come along and authorize the borrowing to help pay for it when we are totally opposed to what they're doing. If Manchin continues committing to a no vote on the new spending bill, uh, the new spending bill will be dead on arrival on the Senate, or in the Senate. Speaker Pelosi is not dismayed from pursuing, however, by saying she intends to bring the package to the floor by the end of the week. And put all Americans in debt. That's, that is her plan. Okay, this next one is about Trump, and you know that I don't pass up a Trump story, even if it's good or bad. We're gonna, you know, expose it. So, former Intel official bashes President Trump's possible 2024 run, claims Trump spe spreads disinformation. You must be a Democrat, then. Uh, the deep state has appeared to still be firmly opposed to President Trump amid this speculation of his 
possible run for presidency in 2024. In an ABC interview on Sunday, former senior DHS official Brian Murphy accused the 45th president of spreading disinformation and posing an alleged threat to democracy. Murphy failed to provide examples of said disinformation. He went on to detail his recent efforts to stifle political debate in the U.S. I have the opportunity to go to work for a company uh, called Logically. Uh, that's my next step in life. I am very appreciative of it where we are going to go combat disinformation at scale across the globe. Uh, let's see, we're not the thought... <laughs> we're not the thought police, but disinformation is uh, deliberative... is a deliberative campaign to put out false information, he said. It's on social media, and it's not rarely understood by a lot of people. I think it's conflated with a lot of political talk. So basically, you are the thought police. Um, you can't keep discrediting posts just because it's not for your view of things. I just... It's stupid. Like, on my rogue uh, radio Instagram, a post was taken down because of um, me saying, like, the CDC already knows that there's going to be a polio-like disease coming out to attack the children. Um, yeah, so they said that it wasn't true. But then again, Bill Gates already did something like that way back in the day, so... You know. Anyways, Murphy also appeared to emphasize that the need to discourage Americans from questioning the ulterior motives of their government. Oh my gosh. Murphy also appeared to emphasize the need to discourage Americans from questioning the ulterior motives of the government. I had to reread that because I don't know what happened to my brain. <laughs> Um, no, seriously, question everything that the government does. They don't care about you. How long have you guys been listening to my radio show? Question everything! That deserves a break. I need to just rest my mouth for a second. Okay, this middle section, I have no idea what's going to happen, but you know what? We're just going to we're going to wing it. I'm going to find some interesting stuff, so I'm going to read it, and then you're going to listen. Yeah. Because most of the time, this is like where I put in like the weird news and the positive news. We're just going to find something interesting so I can read it. So, yeah. Okay, here we go. Condition improving for six people injured in Tennessee store shooting. People pray during a vigil at the Collierville Town Hall, Friday, September 24, 2021, in Collierville, um, Tennessee. The vigil is for the person killed and those injured when a gunman at attacked people in a Kroger grocery store Thursday before he was found dead of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Six people injured in a shooting at a Tennessee grocery store are no longer in critical condition. A spokeswoman for the hospital where the victims are being treated gave the update Sunday. The official said five of the individuals are in good condition and one is in serious condition, but is improving. The victims were wounded when a gunman opened fire last week at a Kroger 
Kroger grocery store <laughs> east of Memphis, in turn killing one woman before uh, turning the gun on himself. Um, authorities offered prayers and condolences to the victims as well as their families following the shooting. My thoughts and prayers, and I, or and I hope yours are too, are going to be with the victims. Everybody that's impacted," said Colerville Police Chief Dale Lane. A lot of people were impacted by this. The gunman has been identified as a third-party vendor who went to the store on a daily basis. Authorities are trying to determine a motive and said that the shooter had no intended target. I really hope those victims who were shot and are injured right now are recovering and my thoughts and prayers to those families who are enduring their recovery. Alright, this next one is... It should be in world news, but we're just gonna overlook that. Uh, USCG Commandant Haitians see opportunity to enter U.S. So, here we go. Commandant of the U.S. Coast Guard, Admiral Carl Schultz, said, Haitian migrants are seeing an opportunity to come into the U.S. and are seizing it. During an interview, the Admiral said the Coast Guard is being spread thin uh, as it responds to disasters across America. One major disaster specifically is the surge in migrants from Haiti. Schultz said Haitians are fleeing their own country because they see an opportunity to get to the U.S. We, or He went on to say Haitians are putting their lives on the line as they believe that they make it <laughs> Sorry, as they believe if they can make it to American soil, then they will be home free. So we have to, or so we have had an uptick in migration at sea in recent weeks here, said the Admiral. Almost a thousand Haitians at sea for us. It's 150 to 200 people um, in a 35-foot Haitian sailboat. Um, that's a potential disaster with tremendous loss of life. We will intercept those Haitians at sea and working through diplomatic channels, generally repetitive or <laughs> reparate. Re what is that word? Re repatriate them to their home country. Schultz added. The other Haitians who are attempting to enter the U.S. Uh, in Del Rio, Texas, are mostly coming from South American countries, which they fled to after the 2010 earthquake in Haiti. He said the migrants are now coming to the U.S. because some things are changing. Uh, what we saw down in Del Rio were Haitians that have been displaced back in 2010 in the earthquake when we were when more than 200,000 almost a quarter of a million people left Haiti uh, he explained they went to Peru and went to Argentina I believe went to Chile uh, different parts of South America. Some things are changing and I think they see some potential signals that make them think, hey, there's an opportunity to come to the United States. So there's sort of the Del Rio camp that are Haitians that left years ago. Uh, Schultz also warned the increased flow of Haitian migrants to the U.S through unsafe, unsafe modes have to, or have the potential to get really bad really quick. So, I'm so sorry that I've tripped over that article many times. But, you guys already know my view on the border and what should be done. A wall should be erected. Yes, 
That does not make me racist, though, because think of it like this. If you're for people coming into the country unwelcomed, okay, then let me ask you this question. Are you okay with people barging into your home and call it calling it their home? Are you okay with people taking your things and, you know, calling it theirs? Are you okay with someone taking your job and saying that it's yours now? And I don't mean to say that in a horrible way. I'm not saying that anybody who is immigrating to the United States from any country should be turned away. No, I don't believe that. What I am saying is that there is a right way of immigration, and I know we haven't been seeing it lately because Kamala Harris has not been doing her job, but understand that there is a proper way to immigrate to America in order for you to get that opportunity. It's not how it used to be back in the day where you would just come in. You know, I don't think, you know, back then they actually had a process and it was hard and it was also grueling and enduring, but at least they became citizens of the United States. We just want people, I just want people to be safe when they do immigrate the proper way because doing it recklessly like some people are doing, that's going to, you know, lose your life. That, that could really kill you, that could really hurt you, and we just want everybody to be safe when they immigrate to America. I welcome you with open arms, but you have to do it the right way, okay? Alright, let's go to story number two in the middle section. That is always uncertain what I'm even gonna cover, so. Amtrak derailment kills three, injures others, so. Amtrak passenger train carrying over a hundred people derailed in Montana. At least three people were killed while others were injured during the press conference Sunday. Governor Greg Gianforte, Republican of Montana, confirmed that all passengers have been accounted for. On behalf of myself and the First Lady, and the entire state of Montana for or our thoughts and prayers are with all of the individuals and families impacted by the heartbreaking event, he stated. The train was traveling westbound from Chicago on Sunday when it derailed near Joplin, Montana. It reportedly included two locomotives and ten cars, with eight of them derailing. Um, as far as the hospitals, uh, most people were treated and released, said Sarah Robin, Emergency Services Coordinator for the Liberty County. Um, there are five still in care and benefits in Great Falls, or at benefits in Great Falls. All of them are stabilized. Additionally, Jan, oh my god, Gianforte, uh, said all of the passengers who were on the train have been transported out of Chester, Montana with the ex exception of five passengers who remain hospitalized and in stable condition. All passengers have been treated and released from medical centers. He added uh, communities came together to respond and that Montana's have been or I'm sorry, and that mountains have continually proven their resiliency. Um, over the last 18 months, oh my gosh, why you call them Montanans? That's confusing. Okay, no, Montanans have continually, I can't talk today, I'm so sorry. I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to redo this anyway, so they have proven their resiliency, those Montanans, yes. Over the last 18, month, 18 months, uh, Montanans have 
uh, faced real serious challenges, but through it, all we've seen is the resiliency of Montanans. Why you gotta call them that? I'm so sorry. It's just... That, that's just confusing, because I, I said, what did I say? Montanas, and then I said mountains, and I'm like, oh, okay, no, this, Montanans, that's what they're called. That resiliency shone bright here in Chester yesterday with uh, neighbors stepping up and helping neighbors and strangers in need. The governor's office is now continuing to work with the state local officials on the ground as well as Amtrak, among others, to understand what caused the derailment. time for another break. I know two and one, right? What's she doing? Alright, now it's world news. First off is Kuwait. I don't remember if I ever covered anything in from Kuwait at all, but Kuwait is our new renegade listener, so thank you very much for all of those in Kuwait who are listening. Um, thank you so much. We welcome you with open arms. Okay, this comes from the Kuwait Times, and it simply says, Man Shoots Himself. Um, an Indian resident, 31, was rushed to the hospital in stable condition after shooting himself with his sponsor's shotgun. The man who worked as a driver had an argument with his wife, who is in India. Uh, he then took his sponsor's gun and shot himself. Uh, investigations are being conducted near drowning. A 19-month-old toddler was rushed to the Farawanya Hospital in unstable condition after he fell in a bucket of water and his, or at his home in Cajun? Melee. Is this all the news? They're very short articles, so, uh, Melee in Shisha Cafe. In Kuwait, uh, a man ordered sh Shisha at a cafe, but after his order was rejected for unknown reasons, he got angry and destroyed his table. Employees subdued the man and beat him badly, breaking his foot in the process police arrested the employees. Why did they arrest the employees when the guy was the problem? Um, man threatens their mom and aunt. 33-year-old youth confessed to threatening his mother and maternal aunt. The man was ordered detained. Uh, a security source said 63-year-old woman accompanied by uh, her 59-year-old sister told police her son threatened to kill them. The man was conducted or contacted, sorry, and asked to come to the police station, but he did not respond after detectives arrested him. He confessed to the charges which he had, or which he said were due to a family dispute. Okay. We're gonna do something more with this just because those are very very small um, articles so we're gonna try to find something else here this one is Kuwait concerned over fate 
of missing people in Syria. So, here we go. In Geneva, uh, the state of Kuwait um, yesterday expressed grave concern over the fate of people missing in the conflict in Syria, including those who were kidnapped. Parties to the conflict are responsible for determining fate of the people who were missing due to hostile operations to establish channels of communication with their families during the search missions. Jamal al-Guhayim, Kuwait's uh, permanent representative to the UN and international organizations in Geneva, said, um, Guhayim addressing UN Human Rights Council session supported a call on the parties to the conflict take measures to prevent people from being missing, immediately released hundreds of individuals as well as urgently disclosed fate of missing, including children. Uh, Kuwait believes there is no military solution for the 10-year-old conflict in Syria. He asserted that the peaceful solution should meet aspirations of the Syrian people in line with the 2012 Geneva Communic uh, and UN Security Council resolution in uh, 2254. Um, Kuwait strongly condemns human rights violations against the Syrian people and calls for ending the this conflict and finding just and comprehensive solution meeting aspirations of the Syrian people, he said. The state of Kuwait is worried about the continuous blatant violations of international humanitarian law and the international law on human rights by all parties of the Syrian conflict, he added. Uh, Gunheim uh, said, or also condemned, I'm sorry, um, random and deliberate assaults against innocent civilians, he recalled UN Security General Antonio Guterres uh, called last year on all parties to conflicts around the world to cease hostilities in order to provide humanitarian aid for people in need. He said military operations were posing a threat to lives of civilians and expressed worries about the collapse of health of the health. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Um, the collapse of the health system in Syria due to declining number of hospitals and escape of healthcare workers. Gunaheim um, urged all parties to allow aid to reach the internally displaced people because millions of Syrians are suffering from shortage in basic needs and in addition to their suffering from the spread of COVID-19, the state of Kuwait said Gunheim hosted the and participated in international conferences for the Syrian people and pledged 1.7 billion and he thanked neighboring countries for hosting Syrian refugees. the next one is Norway just because y'all listen to me the most okay I gotta show you love and then the next will be Ireland because you also show me a lot of love okay Norway I know y'all are very excited that the COVID restrictions lifted but be safe out there, okay? I'm so happy that you guys are um, starting to live a little bit of a normal life now. Um, but please be safe out there. Just because I already, I already saw the title of the article. Y'all are getting very rowdy. And, you know, you're very happy. That's what happens when you leave, when you confine somebody in such a small space like their home for such a long time. They're going to want to go wild because they don't have, they didn't have that freedom for a long time. But 
just just be safe. I don't care if you celebrate, go ahead and do your thing, but always be safe. Anyway, rowdy celebrations erupt in Norway as COVID restrictions end. Police in Norway have reported dozens of disturbances and violent clashes, including mass brawls in the Nordic countries, big cities after streets, bars, restaurants, and nightclubs are filled with people celebrating uh, the end of COVID-19 restrictions. So happy for you guys. So happy. But understand that we're living in a very crazy world right now. And uh, if... Uh, Riots and stuff start breaking out. I don't I don't want them to take your rights away again. But it's their fault that they did that to you guys anyways. Anyway, Helsinki. Uh, police in Norway on Sunday reported dozens of disturbances and violent clashes, including... Okay, I already said that. Um, we're gonna read it again, so... Uh, including the mass brawls in Nordic countries, big cities, after streets, bars, restaurants, and nightclubs are filled with people celebrating the end of COVID restrictions that lasted for more than a year. The Norwegian government abruptly announced Friday that most of the remaining coronavirus restrictions would be uh, scrapped beginning Saturday uh, and that life in the nation of the 3. million uh, would return to normal. The unexpected announcement by outgoing Prime Minister Erna Solberg um, to drop coronavirus restrictions the next day uh, took many Norwegians by surprise, that would surprise me too, uh, and led to to chaotic scenes in the capital, Oslo, and elsewhere in the country. So, it has been 561 days since the, we introduced the toughest measures, measures in uh, Norway in peacetime, Solberg said on Friday at the news conference. Now the time has come to return to a normal daily life. Rowdy celebrations by hundreds of citizens across Norway started Saturday afternoon and lasted until the early hours of Sunday police said unrest was reported in several places, including the southern city of Bergen and the central city of Trondheim. I hope I said that right. I'm tr- See, I was trying to make an accent, too. <laughs> I'm going the extra mile for you guys. Anyway, but the situation was the worst in Oslo. How do you say Oslo uh, in, in your, with your accent? Is it Oslo? I'm sorry, I'm just curious. I I always loved accents and I always loved different languages, so please ignore me being a nerd. Uh, Long lines were seen outside Oslo's nightclubs, bars, restaurants late Saturday. Police registered at least 50 fights and disturbances during the night. Neither vaccination status certificates nor negative test results are required to enter such venues in Norway. I'm moving! I'm moving. I'm moving. We're moving. I'm going to meet you guys there, okay? I'm going to meet you guys there. Uh, This is amazing. I'm moving. I'll find a place. I'll find a place there. I'll I'll live there. I don't care. I'm moving. Anyway, (laughs) that's exactly what I predicted would happen. Angry nightclub manager uh, Johan Hoeg Hans in Oslo told uh, Norwegian newspaper VG um, it was a life threatening situation in the city because they they, the government didn't have or didn't give us at least a few days in advance notice yeah that I don't know why they didn't do that because in order like I think listen you know I'm a conspiracy theorist. They probably did this just for that to happen in order to clamp down on the restrictions again. But I don't know. I don't know, but that that was kind of weird. That anything that seems out of the ordinary that's coming out of your government probably is out of the ordinary. But this was dangerous 
This was a dangerous situation as the police said all places were packed. Um, among other incidents, Norwegian media reported that police received an alert about a man carrying a machete. Jesus Christ. Bro, no, put that away. Um, on a bus in Oslo and people fainting while waiting to get into pubs in Trondheim. Trondheim. I don't know how to say it. Um, I'm more... Uh, why... I'm flabbergasted. A man carrying a machete on the bus. Somebody needs to uh, take that away from him. Just arrest him. I, I mean, I would make a joke out of it, but you guys have gone through a lot. So I'm not saying that it's okay for him to do that. But maybe he's been driven to insanity. I don't know. I don't know. There was a significantly greater workload on Saturday than there were a lot of people out already in the afternoon and it continued during the night. Oslo police spokesman Rune, oh lord, Rune Hekelstrand, hope I said that right, uh, told the Norwegian public broadcaster NRK. Solberg responded to criticism of the sudden move to reopen society by saying that Norwegian health experts had supported the measure. Uh, we shall not have strict coronavirus measures unless they are professionally justified. People must be allowed to live as they wish, Solberg VG late Saturday told. Yeah. Okay. Um, Norway is the second country in Nordic region to lift the COVID-19 restrictions after Denmark did so in September 10th. Uh, more than 76% of Norway's population have received the vaccine dose, and nearly 70 has or have had both shots, according to um, official figures. Um, for those of you who think who are thinking about getting the shot, please don't get it. Um, I've I mean, if you already have health issues, it's not going to help when you take it. I, I just, I, I care about you guys. I don't hate anybody who has taken it, but I do believe that there is something in the vaccine that has been in it for so long that rewrites your DNA and it's, it's not good. It's not something that humans should have in their body. So, um, Please trust your own instincts, trust your own um, self and your intuition, trust your gut, because the government doesn't always have like the best plan for the masses of people that they govern over. Um, sometimes they're wrong, and they probably never admit it, but um, anyway, I really hope you guys enjoy your freedom. I am so happy for you guys. Live it up for me. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you. I'm just so happy for you guys. I'm just, I'm thanking God for you guys. Like, y'all get to do stuff. <laughs> Hello, Ireland. Um, yes, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna, I don't know what I'm, what, it, hmm. listen, give me a minute, what I just read, I wanna know what is going on, so give me a second to c collect myself, um, minister asks hospitals if baby organs destroyed uh, without consent of parents. Tawish uh, calls incident at work or at Cork University Maternity Hospital cruel and unacceptable. I, I had to I had to read this. I don't know what's going on, but we're gonna go right into it. Um, Minister of Health uh, Stephen Donnelly uh, has asked hospitals around the state if they 
sent organs taken from babies who died in their facilities away for uh, incineration without the knowledge of or consent of the bereaved parents. Bereaved. Um, the request follows revelations uh, in an RTE investigation program about Cork University Maternity Hospital. Um, sending organs from 18 babies, which were retained in its mortuary after po post-mortems uh, to Belgium, along with clinical waste for disposal. I, I don't understand. This, uh, the South Southwest Hospital Group, which is responsible for the CUMH, um, said an in an external uh, expert group was reviewing how the incident happened and was expected to present a report by early November. The group said that, or said it apologized to the families of the 18 babies uh, about the organs being sent for incineration rather than being buried or cremated. Um, as had been agreed to by all of the parents prior to a post-mortem. Uh, the group said it deeply regrets that this distressing incident occurred and acknowledge acknowledgments that a... I'm sorry. Acknowledges that a serious error was made. This action occurred when hospitals were preparing to significantly significantly increase the mortuary capacity for mass fatalities due to the COVID-19 pandemic. It said adding that tens of thousands of COVID-19 related deaths have been predicted by epidemiologists at the time. Uh, I said the findings, or it said the findings uh, and any recommendations arising from the review would be shared with the affected families and the HSC. Leona Birmingham um, told RTE um, investigates that she and her partner Glenn Call Callanan were shocked to be informed by CUMH on May 2020 that their baby aunt, baby son Lee's brain had been incinerated in Antwerp. Uh, he died in September 2019, hours after his birth. Um, our world is, our world came crashing down around us. My son's brain went into a, a bin uh, as if it was a piece of rubbish. Why would you put my beautiful son's brain into a bin? According to HSC guidelines, relatives should be informed of their options in relation to the sensitive disposal of organs uh, retained for post-mortem. They should be given the option of burial or cremation of retained organs uh, arranged by either themselves or the hospital. The HSC standards document this or was developed in response to the 2006 Madden report which looked at post-mortem practice and organ retention uh, of children under 12 who died between 1970 and 2000 in Ireland. Um, Tausich Michael Martin uh, told the DL I don't know how to say that. I'm sorry. Um, that the destruction... Oh my god. The destruction of infants' organs without their parents knowing was cruel and unacceptable. He said Mr. Donnelly is seeking assurances from every other site across the country that this did not occur. He said he was keen to facilitate a debate on the issue after it was raised by a number of TDs. Uh, Sin Finn, uh, leader of Mary Lau McDonald, 
I'm sorry. Sin Fien, leader Mary Lou McDonald, said, This is not the first scandal or upset around organ retention. It is beyond belief that we are at this point, and that the episode was in breach of HSC guidelines dating back to 2012. So we need answers. We know we need to know why this happened, she said, adding that the minister should address the House as a matter of urgency and answer questions and start to give answers and assurances to those families in particular uh, and to the wider community, she said. The hospital group CUMH management became aware of the incident in late April 2020 and that all affected parents are contacted full disclosure was made May 11th and 12th. The group said the incident was confined to paternal organs or pre-perinatal organs um, stored in the hospital mortuary between May 2019th and March of last year. Uh, It said all perinatal um, organs retained since uh, April 2nd of last year have been buried and there is no possibility that this matter is effect- has affected other families beyond those already identified. In a statement, the HSC said all hospital groups had confirmed in writing that they were fully complaint with compliant Jesus with the HSC standards and recommended uh, practices for post-mortem examination services. However, it said that the arising from recent concerns, the National Director for Acute Operations had asked the hospital groups to conduct a full review of compliance against the national standards with specific reference to issues relating to constant shortage or consent stored. Oh my God, I can't read. This is making it so hard for me not to take it seriously because this is a serious thing. Um, Consent, storage, and disposal to ensure consistent compliance at individual patient level. Um, Arising from review of the results, the HSC healthcare adult team may conduct further independent reviews at hospital or national level. The HSC said that in the case of University Hospital Limerick, uh, it is fully compliant with the standards in relation to adult and postmortems or and yeah, postmortem services. However, neonatal postmortems at the hospital have been undertaken by external service providers. The hospital can confirm compliance in this area since 2019 and is currently conducting the path pathologists pathologists uh, involved in earlier postmortems to get assurance in compliance prior to 2019. The HSC said in the event of any non-compliance the hospitals concerned would undertake open disclosure in in line with HSC policy. So I didn't even realize that if a woman miscarries that their organs are taken and stored for incineration or cremation or burial, whichever one. Um, I didn't know that actually happened, uh, but, I mean, that's kind of sick, that's sad, um, that the hospital did that without the the parents knowing. Um, I I would put a a conspiracy theory here, but I'm not going to, um, just out of respect for the children that did die and respect for the parents. I'm very sorry that that happened, and I hope you guys 
get some sort of compensation from your, you know, uh, pain and suffering because this should really be taken to court. I know they didn't talk about any, like, legal action, but they should because those were your children, alive or dead. Those were your children that were treated poorly. Thank you all for listening. I will see you in the trenches next time. Bye-bye.